Welcome to Scrub Mode. It's a podcast that's uh, becoming harder and harder to describe to your friends, and that's okay. You know, because you're, uh, you're listening. And, uh... It's a podcast in which we have a lot of trouble explaining what exactly we do. We, 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 uh, I, I like the tagline I'm going to put on my scholarly robes and say we talk about role playing games and video games and the paranormal and the intersections thereof. I'm John. Yes. That's I'm John. Julio. Julio. <laughs> and, and Ryan is here too. Yeah. Hey, I'm here too. Yeah. And uh, we're all, we're all old old friends, good old friends. Yeah. And uh, you know, mostly I created this podcast as an excuse to hang out with these two, so you know. <laughs> mm. If it but, works uh, for the McElroys, it'll work for us eventually. Exactly. That's the hope. <laughs> But yeah, today we're ta- we're talking about um, D and D characters that have mm-hmm. their roots in reality, which is uh, the greater majority of D and D enemies. I feel you know, where most stuff is indeed, it's got some cultural roots. Mm-hmm. Um, this one doesn't. So, like when we get to the the monster part, it'll be a little bit of a rage. But I think, mm-hmm. I think you especially will feel it, Julio. I think you'll be into it. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the mm-hmm. Aboleth today, That right? is correct. Which um, I know going... very little of, honestly. Yeah. Well, we're going through the Monster Manual um, alphabetically, which means having done Aarakocra, double A, mm-hmm. or on Aboleth, A-B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I, you sort of just spilled the beans, Leo. You said you know very little about Aboleths. Ryan, have you ever, have you ever met an Aboleth? That's weird to say, but you know what I mean. <laughs> In the game, uh, not that I know of. Alrighty, <laughs> but uh, but no, I I don't. Wait, no. Um, did we? I no, I I. We did a what do you call it? We did like a little uh birthday party a one shot session. Oh, it was, it was his birthday. Name that was a long time ago. There was so There's many, so many people in that session ago. too. And, it was like thirteen uh, people playing yeah. all at once. Oh the, my god! There's a situation where there was a fountain that had a big old aboleth in it. It was a big old mm-hmm. fountain that had an yeah. aboleth in it, and it took over someone's body. I think it took over John's body. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, not, not this John, different John. Not this John, <laughs> another John. And uh, there's a lot of yeah, Johns. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to dis- to discern Johns at one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the only time. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. uh, f- for those of you who don't know, an abolith is a massive fish-like amphibian. It is an aberration, and like to me, having played since the tail end of second edition, they're like part of the holy trinity of aberrations. These are like everyone everyone knows your your mind flayer. Yeah, like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. So an aber- aberration, you're talking about like some some kind of Lovecraftian esque like horror, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. You know, in D and D, there are different creature types. You have your your demons, your elementals, your fae, your shape changers, your beasts, yada yada. Aberration is the creature type for shit that they don't know where to stick anywhere else. And your Cthulhu's, you fuck- if you will. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You fucking nailed it. It is where yeah. your Cthulhu's mm-hmm. live. It is. They have star spawn in one of the, I think it's a fan made supplement, which are Cthulhu's species, and they are, of course, aberrations. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We just mentioned mind flayers, and then 
it's on the cover of half the D and D books. It's iconic, but the beholder is another aberration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this here, I guess, this ab- um, I guess technically in like the magic sense, you know, it's like in in like the uh, in Magic the Gathering, they're kind of just called like horrors. Yeah, I would agree one hundred percent with that. Horror, the horrors, horrors a normal horror. English word. The horror, the horror, <laughs> the horror. Um, yeah yeah actually I, i'm, God, I'm he, sort of shocked with all the i'm oh, sorry go for it ryan <laughs> oh no he, hearing the horror only keeps reminding me of uh of fucking germa 985 <laughs> you, you ever What's watch that? any of his streams he's he's just a streamer but like uh He's a very he's a very genuine dude, and yet he's very strange. But like mm. everything he does is yeah. Reese, uh, if you know about like streamers or in at least any sort of like popular kind of streaming, uh, he did a thing called the Dollhouse Stream uh-huh. uh, about a year ago, and it's mm. it was a huge stream that spanned. I, think three I remember days. hearing about that. Yeah, yeah, it spanned for three days, and it. It was basically just a live stream of him doing, uh, like in real life Sims. So he oh. set up this whole he set up this whole filming stage with with a crew and like builders, and they built these these rooms that would be like the rooms that he he the Sim would walk through, and the chat would control what he would do for the days. Oh, that in, sounds miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. It was, it was effectively like, I'll just like IRL Sims. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a stage play that was controlled by the, the people that watched him and it's great. But anyway, the, the thing I was getting to is that whenever I hear the horror, it reminds me that there was a time where someone sent him a message uh, during a stream about a dream that he had about oh, no i don't Germa. like where this is going <laughs> no it's hilarious it's hilarious uh to make the story a lot shorter it's essentially that uh germa becomes very hu- like big and uh one of his popular streams is that he would laugh at something called the horror and he would <laughs> let the audience peep the horror and all it is is an image or not an image, but it's just this amorphous red substance, like meat blob that would oh, pulsate on screen. And oh, he would Lord. laugh and he would explain that Germa would laugh at it as if it was the funniest thing in the world. But the <laughs> worst thing about it is that whenever he puts it on screen, it kills one of the viewers randomly. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> one of the viewers would die. And he said that he let he would let the viewers peep the horror, but one would die every time he would do that. And <laughs> for his last stream, he die Germa dies on stream, but he leaves the horror on screen and it kills like millions of people. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing like, like he was ever like when you say it kills people, it kills like, <laughs> like it would randomly just make someone die instantly, like, like in the game, game? or like no, actual no. viewers in the stream. No, like actual viewers. Like 
like the dream that 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 viewer had oh oh in the germa, context of his that, dream yeah, in the context of his dream is that whenever germa would let the audience peep the horror oh. it would kill one of them randomly <laughs> I see. but this was only happening in his dream <laughs> yeah yeah it was okay. just a weird dream that he wanted to tell him but yeah that that, whenever strange. i hear the horror i i think about that that weird story <laughs> of apocalypse now is that the movie I am embarrassed to admit no, that I that think of the... yeah, that, that's that the... that's the yeah yeah you apocalypse are correct but yeah, I think yeah. of the the parody of that in Rugrats doing <laughs> oh. a Hanukkah episode and they're yeah, all yeah. The horror yeah the horror the horror I'm glad you all remember too that makes me feel a little bit better because I love that show I love the Rugrats that's how I learned about Hanukkah <laughs> yeah, well, thank you the Rugrats. <laughs> Dude, Rugrats what a Macca baby's got to do. What a what a Macca baby's got to do. <laughs> he's dressed as a little as a little Jewish Maccabee. soldier. <laughs> he's got his little anyway, sword. Anyway, Aboleth. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, can I find a segue? <laughs> we no, are the that is our segue. <laughs> you find a segue, Ryan. You do it. I can't. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You you know what other amphibious creature that I love besides frogs? <laughs> the Abolith. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good old good old Abolith. So it's good old a Abby. shark. Abby it's Abolith. essentially a shark or an eel with tentacles mm-hmm. and psychic powers like a mind flare. Right, right, right. Mm. Um, they're spooky goobers. Oh man, are they spooky goobers? We'll get into their exact abilities in fifth edition, but they like to enslave and control and mind control people. Mm, and uh, mm. they are the oldest, at least in most of the canons they're in. Uh, and I think we'll probably return to this when we talk about how to use them. They're the oldest creature, living creature in most settings, and they their memories are passed down genetically. So oh, like the Abolis were here before the gods got here, and they're not oh, too man. happy that gods are here now. Very Dark Souls feel. I mean, I wouldn't be either it's, it's if I were them, I guess. You know? Yeah, they, they had a good thing going. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of um... to try to tell us what to do, and then these guys thinking their gods come in. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting like SCP Foundation like vibes, yeah. like uh, the the giant eel one. I forget what yeah. number it is, but the, the giant, sure that's... giant mind-controlling eel. That yeah, sounds that, like, exactly like uh, an abolith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a giant, like King Abolith, like a giant, like, yeah. <laughs> Big G Abolith. Yeah, yeah. There's we talked a little bit about eels. <laughs> eels are scary. Yeah. How we don't know how they reproduce. <laughs> yeah. Freshwater eels are delicious. <laughs> they are. I do like a little Anagnostichi, I'll say that. Here's some Abolith art mm. um, oh, for you guys if you're still struggling oh, boy, to make Time to describe yeah. this. Yeah, go ahead, give it a shot. Oh, it's man, the so, um... and, oh oh yeah, that's cool. It's a it's a it's a, it looks like a D a D and D scene. People mm-hmm. walking over a shallow uh, over a bridge like that's uh, partially covered by water, mm-hmm. and uh, beneath the bridge there is a uh, giant eel like creature with three eyes all lined that's up it. along its uh, head. And uh, little tendrils and stuff coming out of it. It's very, very spooky. Very yes. cool. Yeah, it is a very, it's very cool. I like its three eyes. Yep. Yeah, it's a spooky fucker. Anyway, uh, quick history. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was first introduced to Dungeons & Dragons in the module Dwellers of the Forbidden City as a random mm. monster that was meant to be like more of a trap than a big part of the adventure. Like You weren't supposed to fight it. If you fell into its, into the water where it was, it would just, it just got you. It would just mind yeah. control you and drown you and eat you. Mm-hmm. Good old, good old, uh, and end of your life right there. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, Old I fell into the pool. Oops, it's uh-huh. filled with Aboleth. <laughs> Guess yeah. your character's gone now. <laughs> Again, very Dark Souls. No saving yeah. throw. Just whoops, spell ten stories. <laughs> Oops. <sighs> Is this a dog? <laughs> Elf brings one. Um, um, yeah. Dog. Uh, like tortoise. <laughs> uh... It's always very interesting to me the phrases when people are limited by words and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Mind Unite, like how people are still able to be helpful or toxic with very limited vocabularies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me, John, how the how, the context of the Aboleth, how does the mind control work? Do you have to be under the water for it to be? No. Oh. Really? You can just, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So um, you, it can just psychically enslave feature, creatures with a DC oh, wow. 14 wisdom save. Wow. Um, so this is scary. So you have um, to roll higher than 14 to to get away. It'd be pretty rough considering, you know, not every uh, character is going to have proficiency and wisdom. Like, that's going to be yeah. worse than a coin flip. And it's not like... Depending on the character, yeah. Unless you're like yeah. a cleric or something, you know. Or, yeah, or high-level cleric at <laughs> that. And like, yeah. the scary thing is like, this is... It's a psychic power. It doesn't mm-hmm. like... You know, the way I've heard do the this happening is if one person in the party fails mm-hmm. the the test past everybody notes so your players don't get tipped off because um, if you pass just one person sticking note that says you've been mind controlled kill the cleric oh, yeah. Yeah. you gotta pass everybody a sticky note that just says you feel uncomfortable or you feel something poking around in your mind except for the people who fail wow, that's um, great. <laughs> but that's not the only horrible thing this motherfucker has mm-hmm. um they make True. mucus clouds, much like me. Ew. <laughs> One, it's a cloud, which is gas. Two, yeah. it's made of mucus, which is not a gas. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's it is only in the water, so I think it's closer to like ink, like squid ink. I see. Than like just a big uh, cloud. Okay, but it like yeah. but it it's a mucus. So when it's like a it's yeah. mucus, so when it comes into contact, you're automatically disgusted. And yeah. well, yeah, not only that, but like this is another DC 14 check, and failure means you can now only breathe underwater. So, uh, you're trapped here. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> don't touch an Ableth. Um, well, do not just do not, just don't. <laughs> don't uh, wanna. Sim- similarly, if you get slapped by one of the Ableth's tentacles, uh, your character's skin becomes slimy and translucent, and they can't leave the water without drying out and taking acid damage. Oh wow! That's so, true. so it turns you into a, like a like a like a gelatinous like creature. Yeah, it turns you into a creature that's just totally made reliant on it. You have to. It's going to mind control you. It's going to body horror you two different ways. It's going to make it so that you can't you can't leave. That's a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's there's a specific like apparent. Apparently, if you are under the abolisk control long enough or willingly, it will eventually turn into a scum, which like, ooh, the new artwork on the scum. I just posted it for you guys to see. Oh, oh it's so good. It's so creepy. 
that's very that's pretty oh nice. you look cool <laughs> like a little um like a, uh like a like jellyfish a person almost jellyfish person basically it, you got like, like cool octo legs like yeah oct- like t- tentacle legs and like long spindly arms with fing- long fingers yeah and it's he not has so like, three he has like long thin twig like arms with like yeah. ill-fitting skin <laughs> yeah and uh weird weird gill face with uh with the same three, three eyes, eyes of the abolith, yeah. Yeah. But you still I, got like the you still got the uh the, the what do you call it? The the little uh, concave parts of your skull still. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, That's pretty It's very cool. <laughs> it's like your skeleton uh, of your torso, like from your like hips up. Like that's yeah. the only thing that kind of stays yeah. in place. Wow, Just a gooey awesome. mess. Now you yeah. can fix this with a uh, a spell that cures diseases or curses of sixth level or higher, but like oh, you don't get sorry. that until like you, you have know. to be pretty high level, huh? Yeah, yeah. Man. Just I, I I've always hated the way that like oh you're level five now, which means you can cast level three spells. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. very confusing, but it mean it means like you know the highest level spells in the game are level nine. You have to mm-hmm. be like, yeah. way up there. You're not getting these spells until after tenth level, so it is. It's just, it's like it's almost uncurable. Like, so this is um, like end game. You gotta be stuff. like twelve. Yeah, end game. It's easily handleable. But if you get slapped mm-hmm. by one of these guys before level ten, like it, you can live, and it's still like, well, your character can't leave this fucking pickle barrel. I see. Um, wow. So roll up a new character. Like, guess your character lives in the pickle barrel now. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you guys familiar with the term um, save or suck just... <laughs> or save or die? Save or die. Hmm. Oh, I see. Where uh, is that like? Um, you, where you have to make a choice. Where you uh, you, the rest of the game becomes like you trying to get rid of this ailment, or you just kill him and just. Oh, you know. I, I, I wish, bud. I wish. Yeah. Uh, this refers to abilities sort of like this. You're like the, you know, mm-hmm. the bow deck, which can just strain your soul if it looks at you wrong, or the Medusa, mm-hmm. which it can turn you to stone. And they're just like there aren't many of these abilities left in D anD D, but the Mind Flayer basically has two. Where yeah, it means yeah. like, hey, you make this save or your life sucks. Or you make the yeah. save or you're essentially dead. Like, mm. you better roll that 14 or you better start working on another character. You better so, roll twice. Buddy. Yeah. Mm. Um, wow. <laughs> now, like, I, I do like your idea. And we, we, we've had that happen with Avalis in the past where, like, somebody got hit. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, my character's going to live in this aquarium for a little while. You guys go quest for for a cure for me, and I'll <laughs> re-roll. I'll roll a temporary other character, and then we can when we fix my character, I'll roll it back in. So I like the idea of of a questing yeah. for a cure. Yeah, mm. definitely. I like that too. Yeah. Um. Now, do you guys? Because uh, you guys have not been behind the DM screen. Not me, often. Very often. Do you know what lair actions are? Lair actions. Lair. L A I R. Lair actions. Hmm. No. Oh, sorry about that helicopter going by. Oh, I, I have not gotten that far. You can't hear it? Good. <laughs> okay, good. Never mind. <laughs> lair actions. Um, is that actions that a person does within their lair? Yeah, you got it. You, okay. you, some particularly scary monsters, including Abolus, have hmm. a, an extra special action they can do if you fight them in their home base because hmm. it's scary to go into their home base. Yeah, definitely. So, um, um, uh, one of the things the Ablith can do with its lair action is 
deal psychic damage and heal to anybody else uh, it is in psychic contact with. So that incl could include an enslaved buddy, but if they ever talk back, if you ever psychically try to talk back to an Abolith, uh, that lets it automatically be able to read your thoughts. Now it can just suck oh, out no. your brains to heal itself. <laughs> Whoops. Man. Yeah, definitely uh, don't want to do that. <laughs> if there's a bunch of scum around, you know, I think that makes the boss fight more interesting because now the mm -hmm. if you don't kill the scum first, the Abolith can just mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. once every round just kill a scum and heal three d six hit points, just drain uh, it dry. I'm gonna eat this guy. Huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. I see. And considering these are giant fish monsters that don't really like to be on land, you're probably gonna be fighting these guys in their homes, making them all big the scarier. Fish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You gotta yeah, fight them in their infinity that. pool that they oh, built no. last year. <laughs> uh, anyway, the 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 rest of their layer actions are, eh, eh. but uh, D and D Beyond added three more layer actions that sound extremely scary. Mm. Um, uh -oh. One of them is Phantasmal Force, which is, um, the the Abolith casts Phantasmal Force, which is it. You know, you cast an illusion spell that makes your character see their worst fear. Ooh, and oh, no. Uh, the Abolith is going to be very good at that after reading your mind. <laughs> um, it has all of the water around it just lash out and grab characters so it can just yank a bunch of people into the water with it. You can just water bend. Just yeah, exactly. They're a big jerk that throws <laughs> water at you that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and that, it's, it's water bending combos really well with um, it's last layer action, which is an, a psychic AOE that hurts everybody in the water with a brain blast. Wow. Brain blast! Yeah. Brain blast! Wow. It goes into the abolith's brain, which then goes into your brain, and then your brain, your brain literally explodes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that's that's How basically abolith on paper. I think they're they're fun monsters for a DM. They're great because like much oh, like yeah. mind flayers or beholders, they are evil and crazy, and their plans yeah. shouldn't make sense. But also mm -hmm. like your players can haggle with them. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe maybe depending on the DM, you know, if you want to like yeah. Oh, they the can abolith. also yeah yeah. But like if you need uh, if you need like uh like. Uh, you guys remember the, the 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 library episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender? Speaking of oh, the, yeah. li the library, yeah, the, 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 where the they have with the, with the owl, with the owl, the yeah. owl, owl spirit, Wan yeah. Shi Tong, the owl spirit, yeah, yeah. I think you could do sort of a similar thing where your party is like, "Oh man, we need somebody who remembers back before the gods got here, so that they know the weakness of this I evil guess. god yeah, or yeah, this yeah. evil yeah. cleric," and the Abolith yeah. will be like. Yeah, you can come to my library and find out, or maybe I'll just tell you, but mm -hmm. I need something from you in return. Yeah. Mm. I guess you can make the Abolith, like, add another dimension to them as opposed to, like, just straight evil, you know? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, they 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 love to collect weird things, you know? They're yeah, aberrations, so by definition, they're insane. So, like, whatever your, you know, your Abolith is focused on is not going to be out of lore or out of character. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hmm, the possibilities. <laughs> yeah, I. That's when I. I love the uh, my flares and stuff like that. Like, the aberrations are really fun because they're just like, this is a big weird monster. Nothing it does is gonna make sense to you, but it's uh, man, boy, do it love the taste of your brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exquisite. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
that so that's that's the like I said that's the that's the Abolith on written as written. Any uh, any thoughts before we we make a reach for the for a mon- a real world monster? That with similar like hmm. yeah. Mm. Mm. Does they gotta be evil? I guess though. So. <laughs> no, I mean like well, it says in the book, yeah, right. Like they're lawful evil, but like yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, Wizards of the Coast has recently made a push where they're like, "Oh yeah, we see why saying an entire race is always automatically evil is problematic. We're we're removing that." Yeah. So you I th- do. I, I think I think that's a smart move. I've seen some people argue on Instagram that like, "But we need villains." I'm like, "There's never going to be a shortage of villains. Oh yeah, anything can mm-hmm. be a villain. You know, yeah. humans can be a villain. Elves can be a villain. Mm-hmm. You know, like freaking yeah, anybody could be bad." Anyone can be bad, you know. It's like, and this, if if they if that's true, then the inverse should be true. Anything could be able to be good, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how that takes anything away from the game, you know. I agree. If with anything, you 100%. it just adds, yeah. If anything, it just adds to it. What about a benevolent abolith? And eh? what about a guy who's like, you know, fighting to like protect his environment, protect the ocean, you know, protect yeah. the, the waters. You know, maybe. I mean, they've lived long enough and has. Yeah. every memory from their previous yeah 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 so stretching back like... to the dawn of time like yeah, yeah so right. so there might be some like a benevolent abolith out there mm-hmm. that's decided that after watching for so long there's purpose to yeah. do good yeah yeah you know? anyway that's just me <laughs> no i mean i think you're right like and if you really hate it dog this D and D, everything's a suggestion. You just you just change it back. Do what you want. Do what you want. Orcs to be literally evil <laughs> yeah, all the time. It's all yeah. It's all just suggestions, homie. Exactly, At and it point, all depends you know, on they, the they friend you wrote with. Just kind of pull it around wherever yeah. you want to. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So like. Uh, like again this is this is a creature that was made up wholesale by by a couple of dudes in 1981 for an adventure pack where it was a trap it's not mm. based on any real world animals um i think in the yeah. past we've talked about how bored i am of lake monsters so instead yeah. i have found for you uh, a sea monster yeah yeah mm. uh, have you guys <laughs> and i think maybe i think you will have had a better chance of hearing about this thing than Ryan will, Julio, just because of your your cultural background. But have you ever heard of Aluska? Aluska sounds familiar. Mm. What uh, what's the background of this uh, this this uh, this creature? Is so it much a, like much like the Ablith, it's a it's a it's a sea monster. It's part shark, part octopus. Uh, oh, a from, <laughs> yeah, a shark to us. You're correct, John. Uh, or, I've never heard about this. <laughs> somebody should really touch this to the awesome. to the sci-fi channel, you know, or something like that. Shark to Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's the next big thing after sh- a Sharknado. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, these are. Yeah, like I said, uh, big, scary uh, combo sea monsters. Mm-hmm. In some retellings, they're part eel, part squid, or something like that, which is also pretty abolithy. But they're mm-hmm. said to lurk in the blue holes uh, in the Caribbean and where they wait to drag uh, away livestock and unlucky swimmers. Oh, are those the things in the blue holes? Yeah. Let's you guys see. know what I'm talking about when I say a blue hole, not just the yeah. very tasty drink. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I know of one that's nearby where uh, where I'm from originally. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought this might it's be familiar. A, it's a popular to tourist destination too. I mean, yeah. You know, but yeah, people go to it. People snorkel in it. People people scuba dive in it. It's like a it's a it's a safe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. So if you know what you're doing, if you're with professionals, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing about blue holes. I'm I'm gonna lean into the spookiness in a sec, but like, mm-hmm. real talk, the blue holes that are exposed to the ocean, they're Sink just, holes. yeah, they're just sinkholes. <laughs> they're just unusually deep part, deep saltwater parts that are like they're already connected to the saltwater. There's mm-hmm. not gonna be anything in there that's not just in other fish. parts <laughs> of the ocean. Yeah yeah <laughs> like they're nothing... beautiful they're amazing looking you know yeah like, oh my god like i like a big old crater in the ocean you know it's it's they... like yeah <laughs> yeah they it's look very wild. unique yeah they're very beautiful almost perfectly circular you know it looks like a crater basically but like you know like dark blue surrounded by pale blue maybe an island you know like yeah it's, it's absolutely the beautiful think... part of the world yeah, amazing. Would love to go snorkel or scuba dive or something there. One day. And one like, day. You should definitely yeah. do that. I want to. <laughs> I might have a hookup for that. But we'll see. Ooh. That'd be great. We'll see. We'll but yeah, see. like, uh, you know, they're they're beautiful. They're unique. I mm-hmm. If you don't know, mm-hmm. if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. I'm not sure how to describe it better than Julio did. Yeah, Google Blue Hole Belize. I think that you'll you'll yeah. you'll see you'll see what we're talking about. Go check yeah. out the blue hole. Go yeah. check out the blue hole. Um, yeah. So there are some inland blue holes, and that's where this myth, like, yeah, yeah, some really gets its traction there. because there's no waves. There's allegedly no connection to the ocean, though some of them are extremely deep. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that, like, you know, if livestock goes missing around these blue holes, if yeah, uh, somebody's swimming <laughs> and somehow they mysteriously drown are in these blue holes especially these inland ones well mm-hmm. the the luska got them and dragged them down mm-hmm. no not the luska <laughs> yeah luska, yeah every time every time <laughs> we gotta get these dang luskas out of our blue holes they're ruining the tourism industry <laughs> They're ruining our blue holes, damn it. <laughs> you know, I'm realizing now that there's just going to be a ton of clips of us saying hole and my hole and stuff like that. <laughs> Very hole. exploitable. I probably should have <laughs> thought about that first. Never, ever. <laughs> you walk forward, never look back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, we, just, we just ignore it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. So... Uh, I'm going to put my folklorist hat here on here and I think you guys will know what I'm saying even though you guys aren't like haven't aren't putting your haven't put your folklorist hats on but like like every culture has got a water monster you explain weird drownings right yeah mm. I mean if they're by the ocean you know they're by yeah. by a body of water yep yeah cuz like shit, them down. there's weird shit in water there is <laughs> people drown all the time we don't belong it down sucks. there. <laughs> yeah. It do, ha- yeah. especially kids, though, and it do happen. So, like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can chime in with some more if you think about them, but there's like the Kappa, which we talked about just a little yeah. bit because it's so well known in yeah. our yokai episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drowns people and sucks out their blood through their butthole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Classic. We- <laughs> classic. Classic yokai. Lots of butthole yeah. stuff with yokai. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that really, 
<laughs> Speaking of holes, butt stuff. <laughs> butt stuff, yeah. Fuck, I really should have maybe had a sensitivity reader or a butthole reader go through this script. Yeah, for some reason, my butthole radar wasn't going off. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's got butthole, man. <laughs> oh, well. well okay. <laughs> uh, like, we could think of a bunch more, but you guys feel me, right? Like, this is just a local version to explain mm-hmm. why people sometimes drown in these still bodies of water with nothing in them. Yeah. But if I'm going to put on my spooky monster hat here and we, we welcome to my blue hole sandbox. You guys want to play in the sandbox with me for a second? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. What if, what if, what if these, these blue holes, even these inland blue holes are connected to the ocean secretly somehow. And so the kind of animal that hunts here has got to be some kind of animal that can go super deep. Mm-hmm. And can also fit through small pa- cracks in the rock to get here in and out easily. Like some uh, kind of octopus. Like some kind of octopus. You got me. Some kind of cephalopod. Oh my God. Giant cephalopod that lives down there and just yeah. goes through the tunnels and reaches his long tendrils out for like unsuspecting prey. <laughs> and it's so hard to find him because he can escape through the holes. Or yeah. like a lot of cephalopods, he can change his shape and his color to blend in. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, spooky, spooky, spooky. Super spooky. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Scary. Maybe it's even long and thin, like an eel or a shark or a squid to help it yeah. fit through these places. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're catching on to something. Wait <laughs> <laughs> uh, a minute, it all makes sense. <laughs> you're making shark? too much sense I'm now. making too much <laughs> sense. Shark <laughs> Again, somebody... Somebody call the Sci-Fi Channel. I think we have something on our. I think we have a good pitch here. Oh. Uh, uh, what else? Okay, so we we do have some actual evidence, some physical evidence. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. So according to the Freeport News, on January nineteenth, twenty eleven, the uh, beak and partial mantle, which is like, you, you know what the beak is? The mantle is like the head part. Yeah. Of an octopus washed up in Grand Bahamas. I mean, they do have octopuses out there. Is yeah, it, but they got a really big one. Was really it like big a giant one. beak. Like how big is the beak man? Yeah. How big was the beak man? Well, yeah. I'll, the I, it doesn't say how big the beak is, but according to Clement Campbell of the Department of Marine Services, the animal that the beak and mantle belonged to must have been twenty to thirty feet long, which Ooh, is. That's a- Big, that's, that's a big, big octopus. Big octopus. Um, spooky, right? Pretty spooky, man. Uh, it's, I'm going to make it less spooky. So I went digging, and uh, the Freeport mm-hmm. News no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Oh. I went through the web archive. By the way, I guess I should say, like, in every single... Um, and, like, I couldn't find a lot of scholarly papers, I'll be real, but every single, like, cryptids wiki-type entry, every single fan wiki or cryptid template, like, every place I could find that mentioned the Luska mentioned this octopus mantle. So I knew this was our fucking golden bullet. I had to track down this piece of evidence. <laughs> Probably not great for my mic that you can hear me 
the audio of it, you can hear me f- finger jabbing the desk. You're fine. Like a You're detective. Fine. <laughs> I want pictures. There you go. <laughs> thank you. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said thank you. That was better You're audio welcome. than I was getting. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like, I dug really deep for this and Mm. I can't find, I can't find the original article. The newspaper doesn't exist anymore. And the Mm. article is not saved in the Wayback machine. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. Maybe it was something. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. Like normally they don't have very big octopuses in the Caribbean. They just have, you know, they have little Atlantic octopuses. Yeah. These they like we got up up in my corner of the woods. We got the giant Pacific octopuses, which are like yeah. the biggest octopuses we know of. And these are ooh, these are big boys, and I love them. They're great, yeah. They're cool. They you have, want to be friends with one, right? <laughs> I would love. I once a year, I think about owning an octopus before I'm like. They they live very short lives. They live very short lives. They're very hard to take care of. They're so yeah. smart. They get bored and cause problems. They, uh, yeah, they, uh, they die after they reproduce too. So yeah, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, yeah. There's like all this talk. Like I oh, shit. We're uh whatever. <laughs> but we got time. Do you guys? Did you guys ever see the future is wild? The future. Oh yeah, definitely the one with no, the with the hyper evolved octopus. Octopi- Hell yeah! Oh, you know exactly octopuses. where I'm getting. Yeah, the ones oh, with God. the the ones that were the like the size of elephants, and the ones are the monkey ones that lives in the trees. Yeah. The, the oh, squibbins are what they called the monkey ones because they were part squid. They were squids the that were like gibbons. Squibbins. Oh, <laughs> I love speculative bio. I like. I think speculative speculative biology, making the the art of making shit up that sounds plausible. Yeah. Like, we as a group just engaged in a little bit of speculative bio right now, and we we're like, "Oh, what if it's if it's go if it's a little if it's a big octopus that hides in these unique biomes at the bottom of these blue holes?" Yeah. Like that's speculative bio. That's fun. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the future of wild was like Discovery Channel back when it was good, sanctioned speculative biology, and it fucking yeah. slapped. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, you 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 know about you the uh, the book. Uh, man after man i think it's called yes Ooh, that's one of the best spec bio things yeah where it's like the idea of like different where the human tree like branches off into these weird little creatures <laughs> yeah um weird, weird little creatures yeah, yeah weird like let me show you this one actually yeah. The, oh, yeah. the one that's like a holiday card is my favorite <laughs> i love that one the season's greetings a holiday like... card yeah let me send this to you so it's. Um, uh, I need to see it. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah. it in the group chat if you'd be so kind, because I'm hoping it's the one I think it is. It is. Yeah. Here, let me just uh, see. <laughs> <what> that is. <laughs> Julio's completely yeah. confident that he knows what you're. We're thinking. Julio and I have been vibing tonight with the future, like the yeah. fact that he he you picked up on what I was putting down with the future as well, Julio. One. Like we're in the zone. That that one. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Oh my God, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Describe this this to our audience. So it's a, it's a it's a holiday card that says "Seasons Greetings," uh, and that so the the big the bigger creature on this card looks yeti-ish. It has yeah, it's yeah, like I, an I albino yeti with a nose that is incredibly flat and spans the width of its face. And like a constantly bared teeth 
like open <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Meanwhile, on its back is a nearly hairless looking smaller primate that's red and angry <laughs> and is like digging into his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yelling blood. at it. Yeah, yeah it's Ryan, drawing blood for sure. Ryan, and it's is your attention at him. <laughs> is your attention drawn to just slightly to the middle right of the frame where the Yeti? Yeah, and in? there's like four of them walking away, <laughs> all kicked up in the snow, <laughs> <laughs> just leaving their friend to get piggybacked. Yeah, from to hell. get mauled <laughs> by this angry little creature. Anyway, this is this is going to be my next next year's holiday holiday cards. Please, in my I would be so stoked <laughs> to receive. This. Yeah, Maybe I'll be glad to receive one of these. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. Really gets me in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really does. It really gets me ready to fucking fight for my life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly. I, if, we're, if we're recommending specu- speculative bio books, uh, it's it's on theme for us. But I really recommend John Conway and C.M. Coastman and Darren Niche's um, Cryptonomicon, which is like these guys are all biologists and paleontologists and shit who are sitting down and being like, what is the most scientifically plausible way for this cryptid to exist? <laughs> it's it's like. Like uh, these, obviously, these guys are all skeptics, but the, it's ooh, it's a good, it's a fun read, and if you love speculative bio and cryptids, it's a smashing it for you. Um, I think that just makes it more interesting. Yeah, like, me too. Because I like the I can the skeptic, like the the more plausible it can become, because if they're yeah. just working hard on trying to figure out what the hell makes this thing work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, there's a reason, right? That so many horror movies are based on the true story it makes it that much scarier when you're like oh shit oh fuck at least for me (laughs) i mean that i mean it's pretty scary when you think about it being real (laughs) oh yeah it's pretty Um, damn spooky (laughs) i'm I'm glad abolists aren't real what can i say Ah, same i mean i think if abolists were real like we would see a like a severe drop we we know in like we'd population yeah. probably unless they're they're mind wiping everybody who sees one maybe Very maybe true. this is all just an abolist dream man <laughs> that's the only way they've been they've been abolist hiding among dream. us for so long <laughs> um yeah uh i you know what this that is sounds not, like this an is not awesome concept for oh, like yeah. a session where you're oh, definitely it's just been an abolist dream yeah <laughs> I mean, I could, I could see, honestly, like, you know, the Superman story for the man who has everything. Oh, yeah. The one where he's like, where he's being controlled by, is is no, it's the, it's the plant that, um, yeah. it's not Starro, it's the plant. It's the I plant remember in that... one version of his Starro. Yeah. I think, like, I think that was the Batman Beyond episode where Superman's yeah. being controlled by a Starro. You know, oh, like, I remember that. Like, yeah, this 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 the starfish from space that can mind control you. I remember the one that you're talking about. Those that like a like some kind of plant that uh yeah that a Mongol um that a Mongol likes like sent to Superman as a as, under the guise of a Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah, no, no, a birthday, a birthday, gift. a birthday gift. Never mind, not Christmas gift. I what a fiend! On the mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolute like... fiend. 
Yeah. And the way the plant works is it like slowly kills you while yeah. showing you your well showing your ideal life. You, yeah. Yeah, your ideal life, putting you into a dreamlike state where you live out your ideal life. And I think I think you could do that with an abolith where it's like when your players wakes up and he's like, Holy shit, I'm floating in a sensory deprivation tank. Oh mm-hmm. shit, this is not a a tank. This is This is not my some, beautiful house. This is not my beautiful <laughs> wife. It's something horrible. You're floating in an yeah. underground river or lake and there's an abolith nearby. How did, How did I get here? How did I get here? Same as it ever was. Oh, man. <laughs> Same we as it really ever was. Throwing a wide there. net. <laughs> hey, I absolutely love the talking heads. <laughs> the talking heads are great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love them. <laughs> oh, man. Um, man. You know who I've been you... listening to recently? Freaking crap. Who's that? <laughs> craft nope. work. Craft oh hell yeah! I love Kraftwerk. Actually. I haven't heard Kraftwerk is on the radio. Kraftwerk's on the radio now. Wow. No, they're I not. I backwards into Kraftwerk. I got there from listening to a lot of eighties Bowie. Yeah. Oh, but it's great. It's great either way. When you get there, you're just like, mm. wait, Kraftwerk. That's the band known for like their music videos, right? Like they're um, like I'm they're not really sure. I only know them for uh for their great uh electronic music yeah I, oh. I don't know about the music videos but they have a very weird electronic sound that's like it's very to, weird sure, for the I time but now is before. normal yeah the, they, they're the one who like redid the song tour de france like their song tour de france like two times and what and they both sound vastly different <laughs> interesting hmm. wow yeah um yeah. Tangent. Uh, before we get too far off, it's not in the script, but man, speculative biology is fun. Do it as yeah. a DM. It'll make your, your dungeons more realistic if there's a reason why all the monsters are there. and It'll make it less video gamey if it's not just, here's a monster in this room, here's a monster in this room, here's a monster in this room, but you come up mm-hmm. with like an ecosystem for your dungeon. Yeah, like a reason mm-hmm. for them to be there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like everything we've got, yeah. Everything Definitely. in season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but that's all i have on abolis um interesting mm. yeah we covered what you do for quest we talked about luska maybe you can get some like tropical tiki vibes abolith we talked about <laughs> you guys we, uh, uh, for the man who has everything wash one Chitong's library lots of good ways to use them absolutely story-wise mechanically on the table uh any final thoughts about the abolith or speculative biology or craft work Mm. you know hmm. if it's all a simulation eh, it doesn't change anything (laughs) I guess I guess uh... not (laughs) (laughs) an incredible simulation (laughs) like I think the math on it is like you're better off it's like the reverse of like yeah, you should believe in God because, like, just on the off chance he's real, then at least you get to say you did. It's like you should believe it's not a simulation because mm-hmm. just on the off chance it's not like, oh mm-hmm. no, you were nice to a bunch of people because they had actual thoughts and feelings for no reason. What a, yeah. what a shame. <laughs> mm. I'm sick of these TikToks that I'm seeing where it's like, they think that they're that that NPCs are real. <laughs> like, oh no, that's so dangerous! Oh. Uh, they go up to people and just be like, "Hey," they say like random shit, and yeah. 
Uh, Clearly, the person is just like, yeah, whatever, get away from me. <laughs> Be gone. Oh boy. Yeah, I it's, it's I don't like it, man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's bad time, bad scene. Don't do that. Leave leave people alone. <laughs> yeah. Leave that man alone. Don't don't, don't yeah. approach me, please. <laughs> or treat him like a fellow human being. Exactly. His own With... hopes and dreams and wants, because exactly cause they are. Yeah. Exactly. And like, you know, what's that what's that word for like the 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 feeling, the realization that everyone in the world is living a life just as vivid as yours? Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I, I know that yeah. there's a word for that. I think it's German because it's always German, but I'm not yeah. sure what the word is. Yeah, but the uh, Germans would have a word for that. Oh, man. You know, I feel bad now. I got to look it up. <laughs> well, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, thank you, Ryde. <laughs> you can do it more silently than me, I bet. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'll give a recommendation. Um, man, yeah, after we've man. recommended the future is uh, wild. We've recommended Craftwork. We've recommended Cryptonomicon. Yeah, yeah. here, uh, Sonder. Now, Sonder. The realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Sonder. I feel hold that. On, hold on, wait. I'm trying to find. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a scary but good feeling. I think it's a good feeling. Not scary. But it's overwhelming but good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It says here. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, you can correct me, John, because I'm sure you I know how to pronounce this last name. But uh, John Koenig. Oh, uh, Koenig. Keenig. There you go. I'm Koenig, not sure. I I, you're giving me so much credit, man. I think. I think yeah, that's Keenig. Yeah. I think. Okay. I might be wrong. John Koenig <laughs> uh, coined this term in his Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. The realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. Sonder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sonder sounds like when I, th- when I hear Sonder, I think like walk. Like someone who's walking. Yeah. I'm yeah. just sauntering like saunter, but sadder. Saun- yeah. with saunter with a D. Yeah. Well, this is well, been... the saddest letter. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I guess so. Is it at the end? Of I, I mean, is like... that <laughs> it, it's weird. It does sound like that, but then it's such a like such a positive feeling, <laughs> at least to me. You know, I think it is. It's a good thing to. Th- to to realize it's a good thing to think you know it's a good thing to to just you know consider your fellow human you know yeah. just uh yeah just uh put out know, the more i think about it it's all yeah. like put why was why would realizing that other people are also having a kick-ass life why yeah. would that be like sad to someone <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know it's like man i like you know i want to help everybody yeah, but like I, know, I, like, I feel like it'd be kind of like it'd be kind of selfish to be like I only want to be the one that has the cool ass life. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I'm the main character. You're all just background characters. Yeah, <laughs> you guys well, I suck. Bet, I bet you didn't think you'd get these these discussions on the nature of consciousness <laughs> uh, in our modern world on an episode on Abolis, but here we are. That's why you come to Scrub Mode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's been wonderful. I'm so happy that we got to record this episode. 
and uh thank you for joining us we'll see you guys next time um welcome to spub mode stay stay safe out there you know protect your uh protect your loved ones <laughs> yeah exactly even if, you think, even if you're a monster and think they're npcs or some shit like come on exactly yeah, don't, don't uh don't go to uh church chasing waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> That is, yeah. uh, it is completely, uh, it is completely, uh, what do you call it? My, my own bias, but eh, eh, fuck Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Why would I want to go to a place where there's way too many people getting way too ODE? COVID's still <laughs> a thing, so yeah. yeah. COVID's still a thing, and like, yeah. these people still just OD, and then it's just a terrible time. It's like, why? <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, just yeah. Just be good to each other. Just be good. Just be good. Be good. Just be good. considerate, you know. If you're still not wearing a mask, eh. I mean, yeah. the mask mandates have dropped. It's like I, I, know, I mean, right? I'm still, still wearing a mask. Still be good to each other. I'm, st- I'm, I'm still gonna wear a mask. You know, like if you see someone wearing wear a, mask, a mask, you're not wearing a mask. You know, stay away from that person, please. <laughs> I but, still wear uh, a mask whenever I can. Same. 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 You know, like if you're around other people, you know, it's a courteous thing, you know. That's how I'm be, looking at it. <laughs> be, be, be the, 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 be the, the hero your you... D&D character would look up to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be the change dudes. you want to see in the world, unless it's bad change, I guess. Yeah, unless the change is terrible, then change what you're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank you for but joining us. We don't want to us. tell you what to do. And I can't tell you what you're doing. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I've am i always been that kind of person. You've been telling like, people what to do at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, That's what I makes think it funny. I think it's time to stop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for Thanks joining for listening. us. Oh, uh, uh, let me, <laughs> you'll edit this later. But mm-hmm. our sources for this episode are uh, SciCan. Dumpstatadventures.com, Cryptozoology A to Z by Jerome Clark and Lauren Coleman. Um, and of course, the fifth edition Monster Manual. And I guess now, um, Darren Nash's Cryptonomicon. And also, The Future is Wild. And also, the band Craftwork. It got weird. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>